Bottle Episode is a spirited podcast about spiritist libations. Those under their country's legal drinking age should turn off this podcast and go do their homework. Hey there, folks, and welcome to Bottle Episode, the professional bartender's guide for the cocktail enthusiast. I am Lan Tollison. I'm a professional bartender. And I'm Elise. I am a cocktail enthusiast. That's right, everybody. And our guests today, that's right, I said guests, are absolute juggernauts in the Nashville cocktail scene. Uh, All of our experiences kind of intersect at Old Glory, a bar that's very, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Not only did we go on our first date there, Elise, Mm -hmm. uh, but I ended up working there a couple years later as my first cocktail bar job. Uh, These two humans are so, so cool. We've got Emily Nepshield and John Pete here today. Uh, Hey there, y'all. So happy to have y'all on the program. Hi. <laughs> hey, hello. Hi. Uh, that's the only scripted yep. bit I have. Um, so <laughs> the rest is just, who knows? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about kind of how we all know each other. Uh, uh, Emily, you're the GM of Old Glory. John Pete, you have your own bar now, but you you worked there for you've worked there a couple times, right? Three times. Yeah. Four? I. Four? Um, <laughs> This is always home base when I'm yeah <laughs> when I'm in between things. But no, I I uh, I was part of the opening team here way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that? 2016. 2016. Yeah. So I I was part of the the original Old Glory team. But uh, yeah, I now have Jane's Hideaway and uh, our rooftop bar, Jane's on Top, down on Third Avenue in uh, Na- downtown Nashville. Nice, nice. nice. Uh, and Emily, you I I mean. I, I remember, like you, you do basically everything at, at uh, Old Glory. Last time I checked, you were still like rocking out bartender shifts and uh, bar backing every now and then. Whenever I was like out of town or you know whoever the bar back was. Yeah, it's been a minute um, since I've done either. To be honest, well, uh, that's kind of a lie. There was a few weeks ago, like maybe a month ago, that. Um, one of our like weekend bartenders was out of town, and then um, one of our other bartenders had strep throat. Um, she discovered on Friday morning. So very cool. I uh, I did like a very a very annoying GM thing where I was like, okay, I'm gonna bartend, but I'm coming in at six and I'm first cut. So uh, <laughs> there you go, guys, and uh, deal with I, it. Uh, but mostly because I hadn't, um, yeah. But mostly because I hadn't worked behind the bar in so long. I like don't have the specs memorized. And I was like, oof, this is gonna be hard. But I did service bar and I like I rocked it out. Yeah, you like, always do. So fast. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm fast. That's my thing. What's yeah. drum beat call me? Yeah. Speed rack. Yeah, speed <laughs> rack coming in. <laughs> nice. It is uh I last bar t- last official bartending shift I picked up, I did also have to ask my staff for the specs on the cocktails. <laughs> I've been doing this management thing a little too long. I'm, I just like look at the menu and I'm like, yeah, I can, I can make those five ingredients taste good. I mean, it's not gonna be the same one you got yesterday, but right. like, yeah, I can. Yeah. <clears throat> Consistency falls apart when I get behind the bar these days because I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a let's hope these folks don't come in like tomorrow and have the same drink. That way, like maybe the menu will change or whatever by the next time they get in uh, and they won't notice. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I would say now uh, what I mostly do now is like I'm like a glorified buster, half bar back plumber. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do. Nice. My only official right. shifts as of right now are brunch hosting. Oof. Um so I do, <laughs> I do run the floor Saturday and Sunday mornings. Those are my official. There's no one else there to do that job, so it's like I am, I am doing that every week. But nice. I'm behind the bar almost every night. But my official, my official two shifts a week are brunch shows. Nice. Uh, well, I, I I moved away from Nashville before uh, Jane's opened up, so I need to I need to get back to Nashville and. See if I can blunder my way through a guest shift at Old Glory and then go to Jane's the next day. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. You got to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Okay, so what we do on this podcast is we talk about, you know, we talk about a cocktail. And uh, whenever I asked you what you wanted to talk about, your first uh, your first pick was the martini, which we've already done. And we'll kind of get to later. We'll kind of get to that a little right, bit we'll later. We'll circle back to that. But uh, what did you end up wanting to talk about today? We're going to talk about the margarita. Hell yeah, we nice. are. Um, you were telling me that this was kind of like your desert island cocktail. Yeah, so I think like... I'm not really a huge cocktail drinker to begin with, which I find is like pretty common amongst like cocktail bartenders. Um, but if I do drink one or if I had to pick one, this is kind of the one. And um, I think like, you know, if I were stranded on a deserted island, this would be my choice. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a great choice. Absolutely agree with that. There's not much else you would want on a desert island situation than uh, unlimited supply of margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if if the rule is you have to be stranded, you might as well get un- unlimited uh, margaritas. And I'm a guy who does worry about scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in constant fear of scurvy, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, scurvy, um, bed bugs, uh, lice, Oof. you know, all big concerns of mine. The consumption well, yeah. for sure. <clears throat> Margaritas will help yeah. with one of those things. Right. Um, <laughs> and it'll make you forget about the rest yeah, of the yeah. things. You won't be worried <laughs> about the bugs or the whatever. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. there are lots of different ways to make a margarita. Um, but I think that you that all of us here are in pretty strong agreement that the best way to make a margarita is the Tommy's Tommy yeah, style. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those at home uh, listening, the Tommy style margarita is also kind of like the original, the original like skinny margarita. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was invented at a, at a place called Tommy's in uh, in California. Uh, and what they did was they got rid of the triple sec completely. And it's just uh, tequila lime juice, and agave syrup. And uh, I think it makes for a much more balanced uh, mm-hmm. margarita. And I, I, when, I, when I drink other margarita variations now, I find them to be like far too busy uh, when what you really need is just the agave and the, and the tequila. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they complement each other. Absolutely. I was like, you know, I don't know, honestly, no history on margaritas, so... But I did remember that um, someone said it was named after Rita Hayworth, but her because her real name is I can't remember right now. I should look it up. But her real name is like, like something tequila. Really? Uh, let me look it up. This is this is a new story to me. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard uh, this. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, are you okay? Me too. And was that the like original margarita? Yeah, m- born oh, no, margarita her, Carmen. Her name is Margarita. <laughs> I was about to say. I, I feel like I that's like I was like where Rita, that's I was like Rita sounds like a short for margarita. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her original name was her last was, name was Tequila. I don't was know. Jose yeah. Cuervo Tequila? <laughs> that was her original name. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so her, uh, yeah, her real first name is Margarita, which is really awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a great. So great the name. name Margarita came before the drink. Um, I think so. Uh, it's kind of. Uh, I want to actually look up one more thing because, uh, I think, also, that Margarita. Well, I think. Th- sorry. There, I think there was a little bit, from what I read, like a little bit of question on the actual history. And like, I think some people go one way and some people go the other way. But like, I read somewhere that it came because someone made her a drink. Yeah. With tequila and like lime and I don't, you know, I don't know what they were using at the time, but. Mm-hmm. But then that's obviously there's like I think Dave Wondrich has another explanation. So. Yeah, there's who there's, knows. But I I kind of like this story. Yeah, okay. well, we'll we'll stick with it that's for sure. The official um, bottle episode. There's also the yeah, right. <laughs> uh, there's there's a right. <laughs> like a group of cocktails like known as known as like a Daisy, 
which has you know citrus and oh, yeah. uh, and orange liqueur and and spirit mm-hmm. uh, and margarita is also Spanish for Daisy. Um, so that's probably more the more likely story. Right. But I like the Rita Hayworth version better. Wait, what is Spanish for Daisy? Margarita. Margarita. Yeah. Yes. Huh. more interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I I would have thought it is yeah. is Margaret the name. Sorry, this is just a sidetrack. But like Margarita and Margaret sound like different variations of the same name. I I, I don't know. That's just a question um, I have myself. And that's not important to cocktails. Well, I mean, but it's important to like etymology, right. I guess. <laughs> yeah, the etymology <laughs> right. of names is very important to cocktail history. Um, uh, but that's really interesting. I, uh, so, you know, while we're on the rabbit hole here, I have an aunt Margalita. Oh, and uh, that has nothing to do. Margalita. Mar- <laughs> it's just a cool name. That yeah. is a cool name. Margalita. Yeah. yeah, she's a wonderful woman. Um, Shout out to Margalita. Absolutely nothing cool. to do with the cocktail. Yeah, right. I love that. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know. I, th- I think a lot of bartenders have the the to get us back on the rails a little bit. Uh, bartenders have the propensity to put mezcal in basically everything that they can, um, but mm-hmm. that's and it, and it, it it does get a little bit exhausting. But at the same time, I will say my favorite margarita is a mezcal margarita. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. So yeah, I always good. enjoy uh, switching out the tequila for mezcal, adding a little bit of like a, a little. I feel like tequila is a little bit of a sweeter spirit as opposed to mezcal, which is a little bit drier and has that smoke as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I I really enjoy that in a margarita. I like to put the yeah. salt in the margarita. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, like a little pinch of salt. That's how we did it at, uh, at Old Glory, mm-hmm. the pinch of salt and then uh, equal parts uh, agave syrup and lime juice with two ounces of of tequila. And then what is what is that? Uh, sorry. What is that um, jam? The spicy strawberry jam? Oh yeah, is it, there was a spicy strawberry, like a habanero strawberry jam. It, it's not Amy's. It's like some name like that. I can't remember. Um, but I last year for a while I was I was like taking um, the agave and swapping it for um, this spicy strawberry jam as like the sweet part, and it was so yummy. Yeah, it was really, really tasty. That sounds delicious. It was like spicy yeah. strawberry mezcal. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I always like that's this is one of those drinks where like I think we talked in an earlier episode. There's like a pretty str- a pretty standard building block that you can make a lot of uh, sours based off of, which is just like two ounces of spirit, uh, three quarters of an ounce of, of citrus and three quarters of an ounce of sweetener. And then playing with that and and using that basis to then like create your own drink, do a spicy strawberry margarita uh, with jam or or you know whatever you can you can kind of like adjust those things to make uh, something that is more to your taste or something that is uh, completely new. Yeah, I mean that's like kind of where every idea for a cocktail comes from, right? Like you're mm-hmm. think uh, you think of one of your favorite classics, then you're like, well, let me just like swap out these ingredients and like add a couple modifiers or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that what yeah, you do? I mean, to even <laughs> oversimplify the simple recipe you were given there, land, you know, what I always, where I'm always at, it's like, there's a, there's kind of a triangle or like Trinity of balance where you're like a base spirit, bittersweet, and they're going to balance each other in some way or another. So you can go all the way back to a cocktail, like an old fashioned where it's like whiskey, bitters sugar is like the easiest interpretation of that and then when yeah when you get to the tommy's margarita it's tequila lime agave mm-hmm. and like that balance is going to be the same to have a rounded cocktail regardless of you know once you pick your base spirit it's like okay how are we going to bitter this how are we going to sweeten that back up how are we and then and then you're into a fully developed idea yeah modifiers and stuff can jump in there Herbs and aromatics can jump in there, but as far as just knowing that you got that that foundation of the bittersweet spirit, you're pretty well on the way to having a balanced drink. And this this is in line with one of those classic cocktails. It's perfectly balanced for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, personally, 
I'll, I'll throw I'll throw a wild card in here. I'll I my it. favorite is <laughs> Tommy's margarita, but with a couple dashes of orange bitters. I do miss the orange <laughs> on a standard margarita, and I I I like uh, like bitter queen or something that has a slightly floral orange uh, to it, and mm. I think it brings out some of the uh, earthier undertones of a. Uh, of a lot of great tequilas. If you're going to be playing with like a, like a lowland tequila, for sure, it can get kind of overshadowed by really fresh citrus juice. So adding that little bit of like orange earth on the back end is my favorite way to, uh, to go about this. Thanks Mars. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to Marissa. Yeah. Um, Marissa just brought us some drinks. I yeah, thought she nice. brought us soda water. No, you she are... brought us tequila sodas. <laughs> nice. Because uh, y'all are actually recording in Old Glory right now. Uh, so if you hear a little bit of, yeah. of banging so around, just showed up. Uh, then that's what that is. There are bartenders setting up the bar right now. Yeah. Uh, you're really getting, you know, the... the there are. The, the back... <laughs> full bar experience. The full bar experience. The full experience. Behind the scenes. Sound effects. Uh, Oh, behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, and and uh, to touch on what you were what you were saying, John, uh, the the like difference between a Highland and a Lowland tequila. Uh, for those that aren't super familiar with that, uh, most of the most of the tequilas you know and love are probably Highland tequilas. That's where the majority of tequila gets made, um, and they have a lot more uh, like they're they kind of have that more like vanilla flavor to them. Uh, and a little bit more, like a little bit less of those earthy notes. But as you get into the more lowland uh, tequila, you're going to get a little bit more uh, earthiness, a little bit more like grassiness, uh, mm-hmm. and or like like more of those like pepper, like green pepper notes, things like that. Um, we could do like 17 episodes on just like tasting things and how to do that. Uh, but I'm still, I'm actually still learning that. I'm so uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, just how both of you kind of came to the industry and, and what brought you to Nashville. You know, everybody's story is a little bit different and, and it's always interesting to hear how, how people kind of found this thing that we all do now. Except for you, Elise, you don't do that. Except for me. Right. Here, totally. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to go first? Or do you want yeah, to go? Yeah, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Um, <clears throat> so, um, well, I mean, I guess it really started way back when I was a young lady and uh, so my mom's been in the um, restaurant hospitality industry her whole life. And um, she she was um, a uh, district manager for McDonald's. Um, and when I was 13, um, she gave me like a little weekend job at McDonald's. So that's really where I s- kind of s- like if you want to go way, way back to like mm-hmm. some hospitality stuff, that's kind of where I started. Um, and I've worked various retail and I worked in like at a makeup counter, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but fast forward, I was 20 years old and I was cocktail waitressing at this, um, club in Dayton, Ohio called El Diablo. It's no longer there. Mm. And, uh, it was new year's Eve. I had just turned 21. Like my birthday's on December 22nd and it was new year's Eve. And one of the bartenders called out and the owner was like, Hey, you're bartending tonight. And I was like, uh, I, I can't do that. (laughs) And, um, he was like, yeah, you can, you're going to do this. And it was, you know, like a turn and burn, like Mm. vodka soda, crack of beers, corn shots type job, but I had never done it. So I was really nervous, but I got back there and, you know, fumbled my way through the night. And then I was like, hell yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, also, at the same time, I had obviously didn't think it was like going to be a career of mine. I was going to cosmetology school and um, did that for a while. But then I moved to New York and lived in Brooklyn. And um, back then, like when you got a cosmetology license, it was only for the state you got it in. Yeah. You couldn't just go transfer it to New York. You had to re- take the tests and do all this stuff. And I started, I got really lucky and got this great job at this wine bar and like killed it. We made so much money there and I eventually became the manager there and 
then I started to get a little bit more into like the cocktail side of things and found various other jobs in Brooklyn and like started managing there. So like it kind of, I guess I just kind of always had like that manager, you know, side of things. I mean, so um, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And then, you know, here I worked for Brit and Lex and Ben at 308. Yeah. And um, I moved away for a couple of years to Seattle and Britt and Alexis called me and asked me to, if I would be interested in moving back and running a new bar, they were going to open called Old Glory. And I said, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I'm back here. Yeah. And then old John Pete over here got hired. Yep. That's how I got to know him. And here's his story. So similarly, uh, started with McDonald's Corporation. My first restaurant job was at Chipotle, which I believe was owned by McDonald's at that time. Or at, at some time, I, I shout out to podcast. Here's uh, how I built this. I believe they bought it back from McDonald's at one point. Hmm. Uh, but I, I know that at some point, they took a significant amount of money from McDonald's to expand Chipotle. And that's probably right around the time I was working at Chipotle. <laughs> um, but that was my that was my first restaurant job, and I I did some retail and stuff in between. But about when I was twenty or so, nineteen, there was a Vietnamese restaurant in Cincinnati that I used to go to for lunch a lot. And the GM from there was opening up another restaurant and asked me if I was interested in working in a restaurant, which was I was like, yeah, sure, because I was working at Journey Shoes at the mall at the time, and I was like. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to learn a new skill and make some more money. I was a full-time student, part-time, part-time <laughs> worker. And from 19 until now, I just wanna, I've been... I just want to hop in real quick and say, I bet John Pete sold the shit out of some shoes. Oh, dude, I love mm-hmm. Journey shoes. Yeah, I, 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 I love Journeys, you know, and that their headquarters is, is in Nashville. So Is it really? If you really want a... Yeah, Genesco is their parent company. They're in Nashville. Mm. So you will get the absolute best service uh, at any Journeys location in Nashville. They, uh, the, the team here is notably better than <laughs> other jer- <laughs> Like I feel like they always feel like corporate's like definitely going to stop by at some point. Right. <laughs> I, I do find my experience at Journey Shoes, and I'm officially too old to shop Journey Shoes, but I will say that the team in Nashville does a just bang up job. Um, <laughs> well, they're just so worried that like Doctor Hugo T Journey will show up, and right. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> your service is inadequate. Uh, <laughs> but no, I I started at a restaurant that had a pretty large tequila selection in Cincinnati, and I got into spirits from their bar manager there, and it was mainly the deal was I would mop and sweep the bar for him while he was closing out the last of the guests. And then he would taste me on something cool and teach me about some stuff. So I I came into it with a very nerdy mindset because I got into Mm. bartending while I was in my undergraduate studies. And uh, once I got my degree from Cincinnati, I moved to Los Angeles to play with a band that I've been playing with through college and got extremely lucky uh, with some of the people I was able to work for out there and learned a whole lot. And when I was coming, when I was ready to leave Los Angeles, I was heavily considering moving to New York as well, but I just didn't really want to be the hipster that went straight from LA to New York. <laughs> and a former employer of mine had posted on Facebook that they're hiring bartenders in Nashville. They're expanding down here. And I responded to the Facebook ad and was like, hey, is Nashville cool? Like, let's talk about it. And they were like, dude, you'll dig it. It's almost eight years ago now. And Nashville's been nothing but incredibly nice to me. So um, that's that's kind of the way I accidentally ended up in Nashville was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll go like kill a kill a year or two in the South and like get ready to go to New York. Like kind of, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about it as like an LA detox kind of thing. Like I was like, Oh yeah, I'll go like live in a small town for a while. <laughs> Maybe get into farming. Um, <laughs> learn, how, you know? learn how to play slide steel, you know, like, <laughs> it's like I don't know. Um, but no, I, I got here and 
I almost immediately loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. Started with Bakersfield down on Third Avenue, which does a great job. I, I was part of their first restaurant in Cincinnati, and they, Third Group's grown to have like 40 restaurants since then, which is absolutely wild. And then I was part of the reopening team at Skull's Rainbow Room and then found these wonderful people over at Old Glory. So Nashville was just a domino of amazing jobs for me since I've been here, which has yeah. been really great. Yeah. It's uh I I really can't under I really can't overstate uh just how like how special Old Glory is. Uh if you haven't been, it's like I think I talked about it with Zach a couple like a week ago. Um, Zach Beacon, uh, who bartended okay. and barbacked for us for a little bit. Love that guy. Um, just how strikingly beautiful the bar itself is. And then mm-hmm. also just the level of of quality of the cocktails that are just consistently being being made there is is insane. If you if you ever go to Nashville, anybody, uh, please, please go because it's awesome. And mm-hmm. and the the bar that that uh, Britt and Alexis have have put together is uh, astounding. A funny story is um, when we um, were hiring people for the opening team of Old Glory, um, we got John Pete's. Re- this is back when people actually turned in resumes. So I guess mm-hmm. printed like, them out. Yeah, printed them out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, I got John Pete. I got John Pete's resume, and he uh, and it said. Dayton, Ohio on it or Cincinnati or something where like I would quickly realize like, oh my God, we're both from like basically the same yeah. place in Ohio. And we interviewed him. And um when he left, I was like, Yeah, that guy's kind of a douchebag. We're not hiring him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was very wrong. And he was awesome and like one of my best friends to this day. Um, but I just thought that was so funny. Like I was like, one of those people that was like oh, my first impression in an interview which like interviews are horrible like you're mm-hmm. nervous you don't know what to say like i will say uh emily and i have the same policy on this if you turn in a resume with a 937 area code at old glory or jane's you're at least getting a call back oh it's i'm like what up where are you from in dayton right <laughs> like it's gonna <laughs> Like, yeah. I might not hire you, but I'm at least going to talk to you. I'm at least going to meet you <laughs> yeah. and be like, what's up, Dayton? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, where are you yeah. from? Where'd you go to high school? <laughs> Which is super irrelevant to your <laughs> abilities behind a bar. But we have talked about that. It's like, you got a 937 area code on this. Yeah. I'm going to call you. I'm yeah. calling you. I mean, whatever gets your yeah. foot in the door, honestly. Honestly. Yeah. I remember actually the, right. I remember how I feel like I was just like pretty, I had to, I think it was a busy time during, uh, like, y'all's... Lane, I'm going to interrupt you and hope that you left it at... I feel like I was just pretty. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I was pretty. <laughs> that was, yeah. I feel like I was just pretty. That's how I got yeah. hired at Old Glory, is just that I was so pretty. Uh, <laughs> also, just another way to get your foot in the door, yeah. I guess. Uh, right? I, I was... I so desperately wanted this job at Old Glory, and... Uh, like I was working at a uh, a place downtown and was not making enough money and was like also just I kind of reached the level of like what I could learn there and I was like I can learn so much at this place and and it's such a cool bar uh, and I remember like this was right around when y'all were doing I think you had just celebrated like a an anniversary uh, of the bar being open uh, and. And I just remembered like texting you like like at least once a week or more, just being like, "Hey, do you still are you? Do you want to hire me? Can I stage? Can I do anything? Hire me, please, please, please." Uh, I, I feel like I bugged you so much that you finally were just like, "All right, fine." Yeah, well, it finally worked out. <laughs> that's how I mean. That's honestly how I got my job at 308. Like mm-hmm. I called Brit like three times a week and was like, "Hey, so you said um, you were waiting until this." thing happened like uh-huh. it happened so can i work there you know like yeah <laughs> it's i gotta mean be persistent yeah you gotta be, be persistent mm-hmm. and pretty and yeah. pretty. pretty yeah Annoying. those are the two the, the from, two main yes, things dayton. persistent and pretty <laughs> and or from dayton uh to get a job at, at old glory <laughs> from dayton i'm 
I, I, I don't believe that I have not actually, I'm pretty sure I've hired every single person who's given me a resume with a 937 area code. I wouldn't doubt it. For better or worse, but I, I've been <laughs> like, hey, come through. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. That's uh, so funny. But I mean, it, it, it ended up working out, you know, the, I, I ended up like, I learned so much, uh, at, at old glory and I've been able to, you know, take that and, and run with it. And it's been, it's been like a, it's still one of my favorite jobs that I've ever worked. So, uh, and that's enough of me gushing about how much I love old glory. And I think that that means it's about time for another drink. Uh, so we'll take a quick little break here, grab ourselves another round, and then we'll, uh, we'll be back to answer some questions. And we're back and we are going to get into what everyone's been waiting for, or at least I guess the bartenders have all been waiting for, <laughs> which is what are your martinis? Like, what's your ideal mm. martini order? What are your specs? I'd go with the super classic Jerry Thomas recipe, which there's a lot of history there, but we'll assume the uh, bartenders in the crowd know it. <laughs> but just uh, either one-to-one. I personally prefer them one-to-one Plymouth Gin, Driver Muth. Two dashes orange bitters, lemon expressed. That's it. Stirred. That's it. Yeah, Heck real yeah. simple. I like them. I like them for vermouthy. I don't want, uh, Plymouth. Oh, you said Plymouth. Yeah. I wasn't listening. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to get like yeah, Plymouth gin or as his recipe read, gin from Plymouth, England, which is interesting because mm. there used to be a number of distilleries that used. Uh, that area and that particular reservoir in uh, England, but Plymouth is the last remaining gin of that style. So at the time of the writing of the recipe, they said gin from Plymouth, England. Uh, it's the Dartmouth Reservoir in England, if you want to mm. get super nerdy, but uh, the water does have something to do with it that they mm. dilute the gin with. Yeah. However, the only current maker up there would be Plymouth. Yeah. So It used to be a style and now it's just a brand. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of equal parts. That's always my, that's always kind of my go-to. And sometimes I do orange bitters. Sometimes I don't. Uh, but the, at this point, if the listeners have been listening, they know, they know how I like my martinis. Uh, Emily, how do you like yours? Okay. Well, um, I guess I'm a booze hound. <laughs> I like, uh, I like mine three to one and I like, uh, to use Martin Miller, you guys Ooh. probably know my favorite gin mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like a couple dashes of orange bitters, and I like a lemon Gill Express. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like a really nice martini as well. I, I have a a pretty distinct memory of having to argue my my uh, predilection for equal parts martinis to Alexis. Uh, one time when I made her uh, her martini, she was just like, it's not as balanced as a regular martini. I was like, I mean, it may not be, but I, I think it's like, I like the way that it is. And and here's like, here are all the reasons why, you know, I like the vermouth forward. I like that it's like a little bit more refreshing and light. Uh, and she was like, all right, I guess, I guess you can have your reasons for this. <laughs> well, you know, me and Alexis are very much in the same uh a school of thought on that like you know we're like oh we're drinking a martini i want it i want booze i want to taste the gin yeah right Mm -hmm. so yeah and that's i i actually i prefer mine like i do like a a slightly more juniper heavy uh gin when i'm drinking a martini even when it's like especially when it's equal parts because i do want to hear i do want to like get the gin uh hear the gin i want to hear the gin uh (laughs) rattling around in that martini uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like, it depends on the mood for me, but I, I would say that that's like my, my standard is, is, uh, very similar to what John Pete enjoys. Nice. No, no mm-hmm. olive fans here. It's good. No olive fans. Nope. I'll do an olive. Like, um, you know, if I'm at like a proper steakhouse, mm-hmm. mm. if you, you have know, olives on your menu, I'm going to order. 
Yeah, like, yeah. I'm a huge olive fan. Just like, like I don't need them in my drinks. Yeah, yeah. just like like, yeah. like olives on the side. Yeah, if I go to Sperry's here in Nashville, mm-hmm. I'm drinking a dirty martini with blue cheese stuffed olive. Like no question. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If the I'm state- going dirty, I want it. I'm going slutty. Like I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not just gonna be like, oh yeah. Just like have some olive juice flirt with it. I'm like, I'll do I'll do a dirty kettle one with blue cheese stuffed olives in, in the right setting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing the steakhouse special. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And that that would be my call on that all day. Yeah, um, absolutely. Dirty kettle one, blue cheese stuffed olives. Yes. See, I, I can't absolutely. get behind the, the dirty martini with, with olive brine, but I do like it with onion brine. Uh I like a I like oh. a like dirty Gibson. Mm, okay. Like shaken? Uh, no, I'll still stir it. Stirring that, I'll stir it or throw it. John oh. P looks disappointed, but oh, all right, yeah. you can uh, you can do whatever yeah, you want, yeah, Land. Yeah, do, do that if you want to. I'm like, if we're doing brine, we're at a fork in the road. If we're doing brine, and we're not doing vermouth, you know what I mean? So, like, if you're doing a dirty Gibson, are you doing onion brine and vermouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. All right. Hey, don't knock it till you try it. It sounds like you maybe haven't tried it. Uh, no, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to let you have it. Uh, okay. Absolutely. Like, like I'm not going to take that drink from you because it doesn't sound like someone might be interested in it. Well. So, like, I'm going to all the way let you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, again, don't knock it till you try it. But, uh, you know, to each their own. Yeah. All I know is I'm definitely yeah. going to be snacking on some olives before I before I make dinner now. Olives on the side. Yeah, love olives. Same. Um so another question for you. What are your pet peeves about bartending on TV shows? What things don't make sense that you think are like misinforming people on like how to act? In a bar. Okay, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, John Pete already knows what I'm going to say. Like, ugly-ass garnishes on TV, especially lime wheels or wedges, mm-hmm. just really drive me nuts. Like, okay. beyond. You know, I oh. haven't really ever scrutinized that. So, like, that's why I love asking this question. Yeah. Because uh, no, I've never really like, thought about it. No, but but now that I'm thinking that. about it, Yeah. They do suck. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna see it, and oh, yeah. you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, who who cut that?" Yeah, <laughs> I I will say, I mean, a lot of our favorite regulars at Jane's, I think, I think a lot of people have it wrong, like how to be a regular at a bar. You know, mm-hmm. the media either portrays it as like uh, some like sad single dude. Yeah, don't tell my wife I'm as, here. Or or the regulars like some baller you know what i mean and like i I really i really truly believe that like just being a good person makes you a good regular more than like Mm -hmm. even more than the tip line you know like if you're Mm -hmm. gonna come in twice a week and give me 20 percent every time like we're cool like you don't need to blow me away with the amount you're spending like we have a great regular at jane's or same thing tips 20 percent. he's cool he came to our staff party like he's he's not he is and like that's the thing also don't be annoying to the people around you Mm -hmm. um and you'll be cool like if you're just coming here because you like the vibe and you're and you're doing the right thing that's it i feel like a lot of times uh when i see like bar circumstances in shows and movies like they feel like the bartenders are like or they make it out like the bartenders are like bending over backwards for the for the ballers in the room. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, the bartenders are f- so annoyed by the person that has the biggest tab in the room. They're yeah. like, actually, I'll take these like 20 normal people rather than this dude trying to make the whole room about him. You know, like, give, me, give me like some regular people. I don't mm-hmm. I don't care. Like <laughs> you can order the thousand dollar bottle of wine, tip 20 percent on it. And we're all still going to think you're a douche. <laughs> um, but like it's just true but like or you come in spend 200 bucks 10 times over the next two months and we're probably all going to think you're pretty decent you know yeah. like yeah. tell so, us your name remember our names yeah. like that's it like Put d- the regular don't make a scene back in regular uh, just be normal and nice yeah, right, yeah. is what I'm hearing <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like media is always like the whole bar is all about this dude. And then some dude goes out. It's like, I'm going to be that guy. It's like, no one wants that guy. Right. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, if you want to come in and order a round for the whole restaurant, like, I'm going to charge you for that and put autograd on it. But I'm not going to be like, man, I hope that guy comes back. I'm going to be like, I hope to never see that dude again. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was- my other, uh, my other one that I just thought of while y'all were talking about that was um, one of my favorites is when when like a person goes up to the bar and they'll go, "I'll uh, I'll get a beer." Neat. Which mm. one? <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, what kind? I mean, I, I I realize on TV they they must have to pay if they're gonna say a brand. But yeah, like, uh, yeah. But so she's like, "Can I get a beer?" Now people just come up to the bar and say, "Like, hey, can I get a beer?" You're like. Yeah, of course you can. You can look at the menu. You're Tell me bar. which one. Well, yeah, we we got <laughs> yeah. we got a few of them things. Right. Um, yeah. And or or they're like, what kind of beers do you have? And they expect you to just like stop everything that you're doing to name the like ten beers you have. Oh yeah. Uh, when it when it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not doing anything else, and there isn't a menu in front of you that you could read. Yeah. Uh, there are QR codes everywhere. Honestly, better yet, look up the menu at home before you go. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a story that's gonna that took me a second to really digest as far as like people being cool on stuff like that. Though I had a guy, I was working in Los Angeles at a bar called Eighty Two at the time. Very young looking kid came up and was like, "Hey, can we get a cocktail?" And I was like, "Bro." Like, I was, like, in the weeds, you know, and you're just like, dude, uh-huh. <laughs> don't do that, you know? And I was like, what do you like, man? Like, listed off some things. He's like, I don't know. It's my <laughs> 21st birthday. And I was like, cool. Yeah, but still, what do you like? And this kid ended up hanging out there for, like, months going forward. It was, like, pretty cool. I was like, all right, like, was so green and ended up being like super cool. And like months later was like stopping in and buying a shots of Fernet, which was like really rad lived nearby. And I was like, okay, like not like people typically aren't ill intended. Yeah, for sure. Can I get a cocktail? You know, (laughs) like I'm like, dude, you are missing the mark here. And then we talked and like probably made him some, like banana daiquiri riff that had Smith and Cross in it just to make sure he'd get good and lit, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah this, this tastes like a piece of candy. It'll get you super drunk, you know? Uh-huh. He was like, hell yeah. <laughs> but he ended up being like a, again, like a decent regular who's like, what do you guys drink? And I was like, yeah, you're not ready, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like it's tough because like, I, I don't want to say like, this is a bad question, but uh, oftentimes people do come to bars and ask the wrong question of like, well, what do you, what's your favorite drink? Or like, what do you like to drink? And it's like, I, like, I can tell you what I like to drink, but I don't like, I don't know you. I don't know if this is what, like, I don't know if our tastes are the same or any of that kind of stuff. And, and honestly, this, this podcast is so much about like, trying to to provide a pathway for folks like that 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 just don't yet know how to be at a bar or like or know what they like or or just a good way to ask for something new Mm -hmm. even if you do know like if you have had a million cocktails like how to ask for something that you haven't had before i I guess um and i think it's it's absolutely like the more vulnerable and i think i've talked about this before but uh, like as a as a guest at a bar, the more like open you can be about your experience, like the better we can serve you. Uh, if you're like, I don't know much about any of this kind of stuff, uh, like I, I, but I'm trying to get into it. Like, what what's something? What's a good place to start? Uh, and kind of letting us kind of guide you. You know, also knowing when to do that. If if the bar is is really cranking, then there's maybe that's not the time. But, you know, uh, I think that I think that most most bartenders like want to want to make sure that people are like drinking what they like. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you know. just can't you can't come in on a Friday night at 9 p.m. and le- like expect to be educated. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Again, it's all about but, but knowing time, time and place. Yeah. Yeah. The time for that is come in on a Monday at 
six thirty p.m. Like mm-hmm. we got you. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Office hours are like four to seven weekdays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I got you. Which I love. Which that. honestly, I feel like um, before the pandemic, um, like Lan and I always were like we loved going out on like Tuesdays. Where yeah. we could just like hang out and talk to the bartenders and everybody was no like, I miss was crowds. There. And like, I don't. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, like getting back into crowds, I'm like, oh my God, I remember why I like to go drinking on Tuesdays. Um, right. <laughs> just because you, you do get that experience mm-hmm. and it's quiet. Um, so that's, that's me. Yeah. Um, okay. So I do have, so, transition into some listener questions so right now we've kind of talked about what's in poor taste of just to like how to order uh but um is it in poor taste in your opinion to ask the bartender questions about their own life or like what are some guidelines there um when you're sitting at the bar i think that for me it's uh i don't mind questions about my personal life i just think uh i'm I've restricted myself from talking about um, politics. Yeah. Specifically, like any abortion opinions. Um, uh, what else? What else do I not want to talk about? I mean, I always say politics, religion, and baseball. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is like, a, that's an old saying. And I, yeah. I actually don't know anything about baseball. So like that works yeah. for me. Don't, please um, don't ask me any questions about baseball. Politics yeah. are a funny one because uh, I'm a I'm a very liberal person. Mm-hmm. And most people as a young uh, tattooed bartender, people assume that about you. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as you make the switch from young tattooed bartender to slightly gray-haired bar owner, mm. people talk to you completely differently. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. like I've had the I've had the thing where like, you know, people like come in, want to talk about some political stuff. Like when I was working at Old Glory and everyone like would assume that they knew my politics. And then like now when people come into my bar, they're like, Yeah, you're a business owner. Like obviously you're you're a white male business owner we know you're with us like (laughs) you might be like masquerading but like we get it dude and i'm like uh you're one of those cool conservatives you know but like (laughs) yeah yeah they think i'm like they're like dude hell yeah like yeah i mean i think too like at old glory we have like a giant pride flag on the wall yeah so Mm -hmm. i let that speak for itself Mm-hmm. Yeah, people kind of know where the bullshit stops here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we play, you know, bluegrass and roots music, so we we get a we get a sorted crowd. And like, it is it is very funny to me when people want to like soapbox Republican or soapbox conservative, and like just assume that I'm going to be like, and I'm like, oh, dude, I don't talk politics. Like, as subtle as I can be, like, I I'm not going down this rabbit hole with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I will say though, to to get to the answer of the question. Um, it's always appropriate to ask your bartender like where they like to drink, like what what are they up to, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the line that upsets people when you cross mm-hmm. it is when you make assumptions about their life based mm-hmm. off of their position right now is what I've always found to be true. Um, so it's like, like if well, it, like what do you? So uh, what are you going to do when you're done bartending? Like, or, what are you working yeah. towards? Yeah. yeah, or you mm-hmm. assume, you you walk into a bar, assume that the bartender's a musician because you're in Nashville. Yeah. You mm-hmm. walk into the bar, you assume the bartender's an actor because you're in Los Angeles. And you're like, this is a narrative that works for me. You know, mm-hmm. my the new narrative I get hit with sometimes in my new position, again, as a white male business owner, um that I actually really enjoy um, because it's false um, (laughs) is so many of my peers, i.e. other downtown bar owners like Justin Timberlake and Miranda Lampert and all my homies over at Florida Georgia Line, (laughs) Rock, um, you know, a lot of people that are in my rough age demographic that own bars in downtown got money through music and then got into owning bars. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people ask like slightly prying questions, like trying to figure out if I'm in Kings of Leon or not. (laughs) 
<laughs> which is like so are you king or are you leon are you are you yeah. kings of leon by chance they're like are you kings of leon or are you leon bridges and i'm like i definitely not leon bridges but like i appreciate that um but it is it is really funny and that's when it's like you can laugh at it. You could be offended by it. But of, regardless of how you feel, people are going to make assumptions based on the position mm-hmm. you're in. Yeah. You know, and the the new assumption I'm getting over and over again is people are like, so that dude made some money in music and then moved to Nashville to open a bar. And I'm like, false. Uh, Wait, so you're telling me you're yeah, not Dave Grohl? Mixtapes that didn't go anywhere. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, yeah, daddy. tight. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So honestly, that sounds like honestly, just like, do we need to all relearn the art of small talk and just like not making assumptions and like asking good questions? Yeah. I mean, like, I think the, a, a good politics, rule of thumb, not good small talk, mm-hmm. generally speaking, uh, like, unless you just really want to decide if you like someone or not. Yeah. Right off the bat. Um, right. <laughs> or makes someone uncomfortable. Uh, so yeah, yeah. What are good yeah. small talk? I feel like I feel like a good rule of thumb is like. Would you feel comfortable asking a stranger that wasn't behind the bar at these questions? Yeah. Like just or somebody just like, you met on the street. What do you like, like to do? What are um, your hobbies? And and also as far as politics go, like I, I agree. Like I try not to to engage with any political talk at the bar. And I think it's generally not great taste to talk about politics at a bar. Um, it's supposed to be pretty neutral ground. Uh, but I, at the same time, you know, like. With, unless like, yeah, unless like you, you said, were like sitting around and you're like, are we friends? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Bye. But also but like, like at the like if you're if you're like at a place like Old Glory that has a like a pride flag flying, like you kinda I think you can kind of use context clues to to, to, be like, to gauge cool, where right? you're at, you know? Um and and like knowing that like, okay, well this like based on like everything about this establishment, I I, I bet they're pretty queer friendly or mm-hmm. like whatever. Hopefully it's safe in these regards. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so that that's cool. Um, and another question uh, that was asked is, as a bartender, how do you react when someone may have had too much to drink? Ooh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, these these were sent in by my twenty um, one year old brother, by the way. I love that. Um, well, okay, so. Um, I sort of just addressed this, honestly, um, but like with some staff members, but mm-hmm. um, I think if you can come here or to any bar and you can get hammered and um, not that I'm condoning over drinking, but like you're your own human. Like if you want to come and get like hammered, as long as I don't know it and you're not being a dick and you're not throwing up in my bar or like causing any sort of ruckus, I could give two shits how drunk you are. But when you start causing an issue, then uh, how I talk to you is uh, you're done drinking here for tonight. <laughs> it's time yeah. to go. See you tomorrow. Yeah. I, when it comes, so like, I'm like, have your fun. If it doesn't make my staff's job harder and doesn't make any, and doesn't get in the way of anyone else's fun, we're cool. Like, I don't mind because we're in a downtown area. There's seven hotels within a one block radius of my bar. So it's it's safe to parking there is a nightmare. Ubering there is so much easier. You know, I'm not worried. Mm -hmm. I never want to have a bar with a parking lot. I don't want to be worried about people leaving and getting in their car. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, there you either walked here, you Ubered here or you're staying nearby, that kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm not really worried about that. The only time that someone's going to be a concern of an overserved situation. Somebody who doesn't know how to handle themselves when they've, you know, ordered themselves too many drinks. So yeah. in that, in that case, you know, I'm just, we're just going to tell them, no, I'm, I'm happy to, I've done it long enough. You know, de-escalation is always going to be the thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just like, Hey man, like we're good here. You're all right. Another huge benefit of where my bar is there are bars on either side of us that <laughs> stay open and serve later so mm-hmm. if i need to get somebody out i'm i can go tell them like hey bar a and b are both still open 
we're not serving you anymore tonight, but like you walk out that back door peacefully <laughs> and I won't go introduce you to both their doormen and tell you, tell them not to let you in. Right. You know, I'm like, mm -hmm. you have, yeah. you have uh, so many options right. within a stone's throw. Like, I'm just telling you no for here, for tonight. Right. This isn't, <laughs> I'm not the mayor of Nashville. You yeah. Know, we're not kicking it. I'm just telling you, you're not drinking anymore here. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Which maybe as as a drinker on the drinking side, if someone says I'm not serving you anymore, you can go to A, B, C bars. Maybe you should just have a glass of water and and call it. Go watch a, an episode <laughs> of something. Uh, if if we are giving out advice, probably here. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like you probably. know, be cool. Be cool about it. Just like there's new episodes of Euphoria out. Uh, go home. Go home. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's kind of love Euphoria. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I've, I've I know caught I need up to. on like the two the two like Rue and Jules episodes, and now I'm about to dive into season two. Uh, oh, I'm excited. Get ready, buckle up. Ooh man, I'm about I'm I am gonna buckle up. Um, by the time this comes out, no one will care about Euphoria anymore. But it's fine. It's fine. Right. <laughs> I'm behind anyway, so why not just be more yeah. behind? Yeah. Um, and then. Just, uh, I think I think uh, they need to open the bar. They like, need to open the bar. So, so we probably no more got, probably should call it. That was awesome. Yeah, um, we could do one more yes or no question. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit, shit. Oh fuck. Uh, yeah, the, the next question I had was definitely not a yes or no question. But tune into the just next. ask it, and I'll tell you yes or no. Uh, <laughs> what popular cocktail would you feel has a better, lesser known counterpart? Yes or no. Ooh. I'm okay. going to go with yes. <laughs> um, yeah, tune yeah, in next yeah. time to find out yeah. with the next guest. Shout that out we to have. the backup singers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So Thank that... you so much for coming on. That was so fun talking about margaritas. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, do y'all, do either of y'all have anything that you would like to plug before we, before we go? Go to Jane's Hideaway. Uh, go to Jane's Hideaway. Go to, go to Old Glory. Yeah. No. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm opening a new bar, but uh, details, you know, will come later. But you can uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, it's eleven eleven Nashville. So the word eleven, then the number eleven Nashville. Ooh. Follow that, and you'll get all kinds of updates. Awesome! Oh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be sick. It's gonna be great. Mm -hmm. uh, between between you and everybody else that's that's opening that bar, I, I'm. I'm definitely going to have to make a trip to Nashville just to be just there. Just for that. Um, well, um, thank you all again yeah, yeah, so much for being you. here. Thank you. So I do want to say I just rebranded uh, my vintage shop to Heist Vintage. Um, if you like clothes, um, we all love some some drunk shopping. So uh, if you've made some margaritas alongside of us, um, you can go to my shop on Depop or Etsy, Heist Vintage, or on Instagram. Um that's H-E-I-S-S, -S, Vintage. And also, um, I have another podcast called World is Burning about the climate crisis. Uh, it's a storytelling podcast. Um, and it's a little more stressful than this one, but we like to keep it generally pretty light, engaging. Um, it's given me a lot of hope about the future. So hopefully it will do the same for you if you decide to listen. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have for myself. Cool. And you can follow us at Bottle Episode Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and our Gmail is Bottle Episode Pod at gmail.com if you have any questions. Yes, please send us questions. Uh, any... You could DM us on any platform. Mm -hmm. uh, and by any platform, I mean Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, we don't have a Twitter yet. And I don't know if we're going to get one. I don't really like Twitter. <sighs> Twitter seems like it's for fights. Yeah, Twitter's for fights, and we don't do that. Nah. Um, we really, again, as as John Pete said, de-escalation is the key. Yep. Uh, so we're not we're not probably not going to get a, a Twitter. <laughs> we might eventually, but Maybe. probably as of mm. as of this recording, we do not have a, a Twitter, and we don't have any plans to make one. Uh, but yes, please email us or DM us with your questions. Uh, you can also uh, on TikTok. You can look at our cocktail tutorials. Uh, we'll be posting those for every episode. Yeah, and maybe we have some shaking ones and some yeah we'll have some stuff now yeah we'll have some stuff about like different techniques and all sorts of tutorials and other fun stuff on tiktok uh at tiktok at, at the platform tiktok.net tickety tickety talk forward slash backslash 
<laughs> bottle, bottle the slash episode. Um, <laughs> the clock app. Yeah, go to your clock app. And clock app. So we're having a great time here. Uh, one last thing, y'all. Uh, I know we've had a lot of fun here, but uh, we really could use uh, some some five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. It does it does go a long way to uh, boosting our uh, visibility and all that sort of stuff. And we want people to to yeah. listen to this podcast and and get. You know, hopefully, advice, probably good advice, but hopefully good. This podcast has helped you become a little bit tipsy. And you know what? We want to help other people get a little bit tipsy responsibly too. And, Repo- and resp- <laughs> responsibly. Responsibly. Tipsy. Responsibly. Responsibly tipsy. And so give us a five star review um, so we can all feel good and have a good time. Absolutely. Responsibly. Again. Uh, and again, yes. Cannot uh, as always, enough. drink responsibly. Uh, and we will see you in a couple weeks with another episode, another in cocktail. Two, two weeks. I said a couple weeks, I think. A couple. But that seems like maybe three, maybe We'll four. see y'all Every in two other week. weeks with another episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Probably our smoothest. Uh, outro ever. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny though. It was fine.